Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshot Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Polly, and joining me today, somebody who can actually play X-Wing, Liam Baker. I've had so much garlic cheese. It's heaven. Hello. Okay, cool. Uh, and somebody who occasionally does well, um, but not this week, Tim King. <laughs> Even a uh, working clock breaks twice a day or something. Well, what's that famous saying? <laughs> yeah, it's the other way around, but I know what you mean. <laughs> No, no, I mean that's that's I I know what the correct saying is. That's why that's what I mean. But it's yeah, like you know, luck of the draw and 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 everything else that boils down. Or or no luck, no luck to the draw. Um, I I got a draw. That was uh, that was perhaps quite lucky for me. Uh, <laughs> so um, we, uh, we we've got a little bit to talk about today, but not a huge amount. So we're expecting this podcast actually going to be short. We'll, we'll not be down to the glory days of fifteen minute episodes of the podcast, though. Don't worry. Um, so we all went to um, store championship at Sanctuary Games in Nottingham at the weekend. Um, we had a great day. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's a lovely... Um, I, I was expecting to go to an old church, so I was a bit confused when I went into a kind of 1990s office building that had a, a nice coffee shop at the front and lots of nice space at the back and then loads of weird little meeting rooms off it. And it turned out it used to be a job centre. Yeah. Um, so they moved from the big old church because basically they wanted it to be a gaming space, but nobody could use it for seven months of the year because it was too cold. Um, so they um, so they moved into, yeah, what used to be an old job centre, um, which means that it's a very kind of um, like sanitised almost space. Like they've decorated it well. It's got great tables. It's got a great layout. It's got an amazing coffee shop that does actual nice coffee, really nice donuts and cakes and food and stuff. So it's really good. Um, a tiny little shop area, almost like, you know, cursory, bit of paint, a few bits and bobs, but not an awful lot. You know, um, I think they they mostly sell card games and then, you know, it's a, it's a gaming venue. And it was really nice. I, I really, I'd, I've never been before, but I'll definitely be going back. It's a, a lovely place. And, and the lad that ran it, run it, runs it and ran the event for us was uh, was lovely as well. So really nice. How, how did you guys find it? Yeah, I mean, uh, Sanctuary's my old gaming centre as such. Uh, so I, when I was um, over in sort of Mansfield Way, uh, when Maelstrom went under, um, Rich Lacey, who's the owner, uh, basically mm-hmm. uh, picked up a load of the tables from uh, the you know the sort of the clearance of Maelstrom and uh, yeah the church in Sutton Ashfield. Uh, so it was a decommissioned church was available and basically set up a gaming space and it was fantastic for the local community to have someone to come and play. But like you say, like it was so cold in the winter that I mean I remember I played in a blood bowl league and I was doing pretty well. And I just dropped out in the winter because I was just like, I, I can't come and pay to play and sit in like thermal leggings and, you know, woolly hats and gloves. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the space they've got, uh, which quite funny, I have had unfortunately had to use that job centre when I was made redundant <laughs> at Maelstrom. So it was quite funny going back. So they, they, I think they moved in um, either during or just after lockdown. Um, mm. So I, I did pop in to see uh, Rich in the new space at, at some point um, after lockdown. Um, but yeah, I think the space is you know lovely. You know what they've done with it. It's like I was counting it up, and they've got enough tables to comfortably run about seventy-two plate games of X-wing without putting trestles on their card gaming tables. And if you put trestles on your card gaming tables, you could easily get over a hundred people 
in that venue playing games. Yeah. And it's got a KFC and a McDonald's right next door. So, you know, they yeah. don't need to sell food because if you want to go and get lunch, there's very cheap options around the corner. Um, so, as well as these enormous donuts the size of your head, yeah, bigger so, than a Millennium Falcon model. So the donuts are from a company called Donuts, so local donut company. They've got um, a few shops around in the local area. Um, David Ellis was the guy that ran uh, the event, and I've known David for quite a long time as well, sort of, mm-hmm. you know, fifteen years or so. Was uh, that Captain America? Was he wearing Captain? America? Was- the, the yeah, was he the, the the bald man who kept yeah. chatting to us? Yeah, yeah, T- yeah T- uh, T.O. Um, but <laughs> funnily enough, actually, t- talking to David, he says the main mm-hmm. issue they have with larger events is car parking, because yeah. although they have space for about maybe 20 cars, mm-hmm. um, outside of that, everything else is like two-hour limit, and it's all like right. there's an Asda superstore next door and stuff like that, and you know, you have to go a bit further away to park. So they actually say for the bigger events, it's actually car parking they struggle with, not like table space. Um, okay. So that's that's a nice problem to have in a way. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, the shop was a bit smaller than I had seen previously. So I don't know if they perhaps downsized um, or perhaps, I know they were sorting some bits and bobs out in some of the side rooms, but the yeah, they got side rooms for like board games and RPG and stuff like that. I think um, help, what, help. what used to be where you went in to get um, told that you were being sanctioned. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> having all of your benefits stopped yeah they've got Hellstrom Gaming uh, Mikey Herbert's 40k channel or gaming channel um, yeah. I think they also use one of the side rooms for their live streaming okay. and stuff like that so that uh, it's, yeah, I, th- I think it's a much better location for them as well because they're a bit close to the town centre um, mm-hmm. so certainly for the sort of card game uh, selling and 40k and stuff like that which is at the end of the day that's what a shop needs to be selling to you know, you know make the money like um, I think it's a yeah, really good location. Yeah. I mean, attentive listeners will notice that we're not actually talking about how we did at the event, which should tell you all you need to know about how we did at the event. Well, no, we can talk um, about that. Like, we, like, I, well, no, but before, before we dip into, you know, this stuff, we need to talk about the most important thing about the day, which is that we all got to meet Darren Granger's dog. Yep. Um, Next up. Who's called Dexter? Who is a beagle? Who's very cute. I do love Dexter. I've and met him several times. <laughs> he tried to and he tried to involve himself in one of Liam's games of X-wing, which was frankly hilarious and also one of the cutest things I've seen in a long time. Little check. paws up, little face having a look. Yeah, check check the Facebook page. I did get a few pictures. Just about. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. What were you about to say before I went off on that one? Uh no, uh, I think like we we can talk about we'll talk about the event. Like um, it was it was actually quite an interesting event because um, it's probably one of the last store championships that's advertised in the UK. Um, yeah, you know, obviously it was postponed from from an earlier date where they were struggling to get I don't know even eight players, let alone sixteen, and yeah. we had about twenty four I think on on it and uh, eighteen on the day. Um. But there was quite a few players there with invites, so yeah. there was a good chance that you know. I think one of us was hoping that you know, even if we finished, you know, hopefully in the top third, you know, we'd have a chance. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think me and Rich uh, struggled a little. Yeah, so <laughs> fellow fellow Sith taker Matt Flockhart finished at eighth, um, and he missed the invite roll down by one. Um, it rolled down to seventh as the top six already had invites. So um, yeah, it was a bit of a. 
it was a bit of a strange day because the um i mean there's there's something i want to talk about um is um the success that um the guys in sheffield have had of building their x-wing community um and it's not just you know all loads of them come over and play games and do whatever um you know and, and it's not the fact that they're winning events and stuff like that although you know they're I, I think, ironically, talking about you're know, we're the most successful X-wing squadron. Um, <laughs> I think they're joking. I think, um, but um, yeah, they've um, like I, I remember chatting to Dan Athey post um, COVID, and he was kind of saying, "There's just me and Kester, and we're really struggling to get a community going in and around Sheffield, and it feels like nobody really wants to play X-Wing and, you know, how how have you managed to get it back up and running again at Element? And I just kind of said, look, we just go and play games on a Tuesday and we're lucky because we've got a member of the Sith Takers who works at Element. So when people come in and look at the ships, he always spots them and goes over and says, oh, you know, or, or people will say, oh, there's lads play here every Tuesday night if you want to come down sort of thing. Um, but it's really, really good because when, um, when the Sheffield lads, when the Steel City X-Wing team, kind of descend on an event like you get six or seven of them will turn up um they you know they bring a couple of cars down um they've all got their matching t-shirts and things on you know they come down on mass and and you know they're doing well so um massive kudos to them for growing their community um you know in a in a period where a lot of communities are contracting or kind of struggling to to build um they're getting big and they're not just getting big locally they're also traveling to the events as well so um it's good to see. It's really good to see. I mean, um, they almost made up half the event, so I mean, I, I guess one, yeah. of them, one of them was bound to win it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we'll we'll just briefly mention congratulations to Tom Veal, um, who's won now his second store championship. So um, congratulations. He won this one with a separatist list, which is an in- interesting thing. Um, he keeps trying to call it something else, but it's actually what's known as Dom's list because uh, it's the name that uh, the list that Dom Flanagan won his. Uh, store champ his first store championship with um with separatists so it's um sunfak in a nantex dirge in a rogue class uh grievous in a belbalab um diz t81 droid tri-fighter so he's the one who gets re-rolls for strains and and depletes um and then a vulture class dfs 81 with energy shell charges so um, a five ship separatist list. Um, the thing that Dom basically said, it's really good against small ships, small base lists, but it struggles in the Han. Um, the thing about the room was that there was very little Han. <laughs> um, I think there was one. Um, I think uh, I think Andy Cam flew was the only uh, rebel. There was two, only two rebel lists in the room um, and only one of them had Han. Um, then there was um, a bunch of resistance, um, so there was a bit, a bit of ray floating about the place. Um, but yeah, um, and there was one Lando, so there was two rays, one Lando, one Han. So it was not a heavy Falcon room, possibly because we've derided Falcons for so long. And I was thinking on the drive home, I wish I'd just brought that five ship Rebel list with Han and Keo and Wedge and. Sabine and uh, and Luke because it you know I might have won that invite but um, yeah as it was um, I I drew my first game then lost two then got a buy on round four so I got home nice and early and got to spend some time with my kids and I kicked their asses at Mega Tokyo I'm King of Tokyo even Mega Tokyo is a webcomic I'm King of Tokyo um, I love so, King of Tokyo yeah I was the alienoid and I rinsed them all 
was hilarious. They got really sad uh, as well. I'm one of those people that I've got every single of the expansions for it, but I also got a load of storage 3D printed for it that goes in the original <laughs> box. Well, I mean, my, the the early finish was my gift to you because uh, I I too uh, I basically said at the start of the day if I had two losses that I was dropping because this was on a Sunday and I have D and D obviously back in Manchester at seven p.m. Yeah, so I was like, well, if I get two losses, you know, before the final round, then I was going to drop, and so by me dropping, it meant that you got the buy in the last round. Yeah, well, I mean, they uh, there was a chance that I got to play somebody. It was just uh, there was a lot of other people with kind of um, equally as bad of a record as as I did who, who got to play. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, my me having a draw basically threw me into the three losses bracket. Um, at which point, I think there was um, I was going to be paired into uh, a one-two um, because. Uh, the, there was three people who were on three losses at that point, um, if you included my draw. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it was, like, I had such a lovely day. Like, it was really nice to be in a room playing X-Wing, chatting to people, you know, seeing people. Is As I said, it was a lovely venue. Um, I got, I mean, I'll talk about it a little bit later on um, once we've been through some other stuff um, about the event and, and things. Like, I just made some decisions um both in terms of lists and in when I was flying, where I was just like, later on looking at it, I was like, oh, like I, I did everything half-heartedly. I didn't make any good decisions. I just kind of faffed a lot. And I, I think I was overtired and yeah, bad, bad choices. All of my opponents were lovely. All of them deserved to beat me um, the way that I was playing. Um, Sean, um, who I played in round one, who I drew it all with because I managed to do one damage to... Um, with a range three shot um, into a bomber that had one health left. Um, so I snatched back because he forgot to pick up a crate with one of his ships in the middle where he would have won. Um, like he was like, if I just picked up crates with everything, you couldn't have knocked them all off and you couldn't have got enough points. I was like, yep. But as it was, I got a draw because you forgot to do that. Um, he got the invite, um, finishing seventh. So um yeah i was kind of looking at it as a as a bit of a missed opportunity but i think i put a lot of pressure on myself knowing that the invite was going to be available because the number of people who already had one i put pressure on myself but then i didn't take a list that i was familiar with or comfortable with i took something new that had turned my head i think it's good i just think i flew it badly but yeah sad but anyway well done to tom veal and his separatist list um Shall we give an honourable mention to Toby Harris, who uh, was on the podcast recently, bemoaning the lack of quality options in Scum for coming second with a list that contains not one, but two jump masters. Right, I'm I'm going to need some help with these upgrades. So somebody get Yasby open with um, with Toby's list in it while I go through it. Can, so, you, can you not just click the link and then click the Yasby link at the bottom of it? Yeah, I could do, but you know, I'm trying to pa- I'm trying to pad the content, Tim. Gotta <laughs> gotta make this thing last an hour tonight. <laughs> so, no. so he had Manaru with Notorious and Deadman Switch, obviously, so he can take Notorious and then Gar Saxon Gunner. Um, so we'll come back to that in a minute. He had Numlum, who's the, the I one jumpmaster whose arc rotates every time you shoot at him, with synced laser cannons and Cicatro Visago. And Miggs Mayfield, which is a double tap, isn't it? 
Yeah, vaguely. Uh... Um, then he had Fenrau, which, fair enough, good ship. Fierce, Fearless Predator, best car in Mandalorian optics. So uh, 12 points of five dice murder blasts. Uh, and then Cad Bane in a rogue class with proton cannons and other stuff. Um, thermal detonators, nice little addition of bombs. Um, so, like, the the kind of the stuff here that I don't understand is Gar Saxon Gunner, while you perform the lock action. Oh, okay, you can remove... Part. Yeah, you can remove a red or orange token from somebody to roll an additional dice to a maximum of four, which so, synchronizes nicely with Cad Bane's ability um, to pass things and Notorious. Yeah. To, so you, yeah. you, you shoot Manaru, Manaru then strains you with Notorious, then Manaru, and if you haven't, you may have stressed yourself. There's an awful lot of stress in the game at the moment, obviously, with the red focus actions and bumping. Manaru then yeah. shoots you back with Punishing One, gets an extra red dice as well. So. You know, it could be four four red dice if you you could spend the strain to uh, uh, to roll an extra red dice or leave the strain to get the re-roll with Notorious. Um, mm. So yeah, you know it's it's quite a good attack that comes out of Manoru. Um And yep. then yeah, with um, Nom Lun Migs is uh, yeah, like I say, it's a second shot after you perform a front art- arc attack. So that'd be the Sync Laser. Uh, you may perform a rear arc attack or turret attack as a bonus attack against a different target with one or more red and orange tokens. Uh, okay. Um, and then Cicatro Visago allows uh, you to swap your... During the end phase, you may choose two illicit upgrades equipped to friendly ships at range 0 to 1. If you do, you may exchange these cards. So. One of those, he can move the dead man's switch onto whichever ship is about to die, or or take it off a ship that's about to die if he doesn't want them to dead man switch because of his other ships. Or the other thing is, if uh, Cad Bane's popped over to modulators, you can then move that onto a different uh, ship so that with the uh, charge spent, uh, then Cad Bane is not... um, Getting stra- uh, strained, for not, the, yeah, yeah, unspent green. It's not risking the strain, yeah. Um, cool, uh, interesting. Um, Cad Bane has yeah overtune modulator, so yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. Um, so little bit of janky fun. So um, yeah, well done to Toby for for going three one with that and for coming second um at the event. Um, yeah, I was just um like had a lovely day. Um, in terms of people we were playing with, um, it was a bit of a shark tank, to be honest with you. Um, There's a lot of very, very good players in the room. Um, you know, we were kind of at the losing end of the room, still coming up against people who, you know, have previously, you know, in ver- previous versions of the game, won regionals, won store championships, you know. Um, even the the weaker and in inverted commas um end of the room was um was a fairly tough place to be um the top end of the room uh, was filled with people who've been doing well with x-wing recently so um yeah it was uh, it was a good room to be in um i'm just sad i took a resistance five ship list with i had a huge amount of fun with trigger happy pull flying black one round i think he lost three shields all day um Flying him was great fun. Um, I just kept screwing up the rest of the list. So, um, who knows? Liam, how did you get on anyway? Uh, I won two, drew one last time. Oh, did um, you draw your I, final game? I did, yes. Uh, uh, it was tight. Your audio's but, uh, pretty bad. Okay, hang on. I'm going to swap headset. 
Bear with me. Okay, it's a holding pattern. Tim, yeah. did you fly your clones? Yeah, I mean, I just took the same list I've been taking. Um, so, yeah, it was just uh, my XTC list. So Padme, Luminara, three Siege of Coruscant arcs, and uh can't believe I drew, I drew Andy Cameron for round one, which was... Uh, frustrating because I've played Andy at least once in the in the last few events. So we played in London. Mm-hmm. So he obviously knows he knows what my list does, and, and obviously is is a very good player. So I knew that was going to be a hard game to start with. Um, I played a fairly new player round two, uh, Anthony Hopkins, who brought a three list uh, Imperial list. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. three ship Imperial list. So that was uh, Rear Admiral Chirino. Uh, decimator with Rex Linda Defender and Vader. I think it was Battle of Yavin Vader. Uh, okay. And we played Assault. So that was a terrible scenario for him. Um, yeah. You know, three ships versus mine, and I managed to kill Rack fairly quickly with a hole breach. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, what I tried to do in that game is I just, um, I was sort of, I think he had quite a few notes. He had basically printed his list out on. Um, Oh, what's the thing called? Infinite Arenas, is it? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You print yeah. everything out. And he'd been making notes on it as well to remember certain things, but it, I think it was just a bit more sort of practice with knowing like what order to, or what triggers to use where and stuff like that. So really good chat. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah, I was talking to, I think it was Dan maybe, or, it, uh, but one of the, um, one of the Sheffield lads, I think they said that Anthony is like very new he's like literally just started playing yeah and just decided to come along to the event yeah yeah. so it's great to have new players coming to tournaments it's amazing no absolutely and and this is it like we had a good chat um um and like i say i I was of you know i i I explained perhaps a bit more about what my list does than you you would do normally and then Mm -hmm. you know uh, little things as well like if if there were a couple of more obvious choices um i was sort of just saying well actually would you be better off so like for example i think there's one point where you went to spend fifth brother instead of using chirino's um pilot ability so i just mm-hmm. sort of i just sort of explain like why you would spend one and not the other sort of thing and i hopefully like because i mean i was 13 one up in like three turns or something like that um right. so so what i tried to do is was just make the make it make the game not enjoyable but like you take something away from it um, hopefully, and you know, this is it. It's like at the end of the day, if if we don't help the newer players, you know, they they don't enjoy the game, and then they don't stay with the game. If that makes sense. So, yeah. Um, but then uh, round three, I drew Jack Johnson with his four t- uh, tie interceptors at chance. <laughs> Lunatic. But, absolutely, but at chance engagement as well. And I yeah. was just like, oh god. So it was just such a frustrating game, um, and. I did okay. I think I killed I killed one interceptor and halved another. Um but he was just able to just dart in, dart out. He flew it very well. Um Road was killer, like because um, his lowest initiative was four. So if I was mm-hmm. first player, all of my ships bar oddball moved before his. So it was like he had four aces and he was just able yeah. to sort of dart in, dart out. Um but no, um, you know, it was a good good day. Um unfortunately, like I had I did genuinely did say that, you know, if I'd lost two games, um, because they were talking about doing a top four cut after four rounds of Swiss. And yeah. it's just like, well, if I'm not gonna be in the contention for top four because I was only there for the invite, then it was like 
then I wasn't going to stay for round four, but it doesn't look like they played top four in the end, I don't think. No, they didn't. So I had a chat with um, Tom Veal um, on Discord, and I was just like, oh, what happened with that? And they were just like, yeah, the top four all already had invites, and there was a clear 4-0 winner. So everybody just went, no, let, let's just go home instead of staying here for another three hours. Um, you know, four of us while everybody disappears. Um, it, it made sense to kind of wrap it up early um as they just kind of looked down the room and went at what point do we hand somebody this bit of paper with a picture of ezra bridger on it it was like right okay there you go sean sort of thing so um yeah it didn't make sense to do a cut like it was good that they planned um because you know it could have been different there could have been you know four people who'd played through till you know getting top four who were all like no i want the invite and you said cut so let's do cut and the person, the one person who went four and would be there going, no, but I've won the event. Like, nope, they said cut. <laughs> Let's do a cut sort of thing. So, um, yeah, but yeah, it made sense to, to wrap it up at that point. Um, so, yeah, um, you, what were you saying, Liam? You're, you drew your last game? Uh, Have yeah, you fixed right, your headset? Yeah, I've changed headsets. Uh, okay. So I'll go from the beginning. Uh, so I played round one, Craig Farrar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was using... Uh, Lando in the Falcon for resistance. Yep. Uh, an A wing and two T seventies. Yep. Uh, so Tally Tally was proton torpedoes, leveraging Lando's coordinates. Um, Eloasti uh, with plasma torpedoes, leveraging Luke's coordinates, and yeah, none with advanced proton torpedoes. Again, just basically trying to um, maximize the the nuclear option with um, with Lando. Yeah, uh, basically in that round, I just managed to jump a T-17 and just wipe it off before it's shot. Yeah. Uh, because my list is dumb and can do stuff like that. Uh, and then because of where Lando was, well, I just saw it as a ship that won't survive if I start putting a load of damage into it. And then I just let Kylo and Von Reg just abuse him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the game just got away with him, uh, got away from him because it looked close on paper. But if you looked at the position of all the ships, like I just bullied him out of position and I was in a good spot. Uh, it was a rough, a rough experience for him, I think. Uh, I think he was unlucky to lose the ship early as much as, as, as quickly as he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a fun game still. Uh, round two, I got well and thoroughly aubergined by uh, Toby. Um I decided not to listen to any of the advice I'd given to anyone about facing jump masters, and I just went at them instead of trying to make them manoeuvre through things. And he got aggressive with them. I couldn't get any of my uh, stuff off. Couldn't get any more than two shields off CAD uh, after firing at what felt like a metric ton of shots into him. And it was just one of those games where I'd made this clear mistake at uh, turn zero. And it was always going to be an uphill battle. I mean, Toby's one of the, the better players uh, in the UK. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's doing him a uh, disservice there as well. Uh, yeah, he's decent. <laughs> but yeah, it was a rough game for me. Uh, I had a good chat about it afterwards and everything, but I deserved to lose it. Round three, I played Jeff Ball, and it was just like... Everyone thought the two FO players running Whisper Kylo deserved to face each other. Uh, but in that one, uh, my familiarity with the list, I think, paid off because I got yep. the better engage. 
it was fun seeing two whirlwinds go head to head in the first engagement and just wipe each other out. Yeah, and then round the four, game. you played. Uh, yeah, sorry, the, four, the four interceptors. Yeah. What were you going to say about Jeff? Though he was the what? Or he got he got first player, which means he got all of his focus tokens on whirlwind. Yeah. While mine sat there naked. Right, Kill but him. then you got all of your focus tokens anyway. <laughs> and then I got all mine at I six, and then just hit him back. Yeah. So that was just mutual destruction. There, it was a bloodbath of a game. And then round four, I got the interceptors, where I probably had to fly the game of my life, uh, just to stay relevant in the game. Uh, I took a load of damage early on, which felt unfair, but taking that damage meant I had to just fly evasively with Malarus and it took him like five turns to kill Malarus because yeah. I was just flying away and I was like, I never used my charge offensively. It was just to survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. So you finished 2-1-1 two, 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 one, one, uh, with a draw. 2-1-1. One, one. Uh, yeah, fifth overall. Uh, I had a fun day. Uh, like I went with absolutely nothing to lose, nothing to gain. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything, I was going to be taking a Poe Altart home uh, just to try and put towards a prize for a private tournament. Yeah. Uh, but I was going for the people, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I was going to see you guys. I was hoping Darren would pop in with Dex, see some of the Sheffield lot. I wanted to play a cut because if they were going to do a cut, someone was going to drop and then I'd go in, which is when... Kester and Afi pointed out that I hadn't taken into account hadn't taken into account uh, the time difference and how our yeah. gone back, but no one else's had. Which meant if we'd have done cut, I would have missed my XCC game. <laughs> so it's a good job it didn't happen. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my 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 mission yesterday was an absolute odyssey of. Um, so I thought I would have loads of time to do what I needed to do in the morning to pick my parents up from the ferry to drop them home to then get over to um, to the event. Um, turns out that on the night that the clocks go back, the ferries deliberately sail slower. So they take an hour longer on the boat so that they get in at the normal time rather than an hour earlier. So I was sitting on Liverpool docks for an hour waiting for the ferry to show up rather than just picking them up and leaving straight away again, Um, which then meant I had to drive like a lunatic across the Peak District to get there, Um, which meant that having been awake from half four, I turned up at the event. The round started basically as I was putting my ships together and Sean was very gracious and we were both kind of, but we got a bit of a shorter game round one. Um, so I was a bit harassed and I was very underslept and tired, which is something I think I'm going to talk about in a future episode because um, I want to I want to try and talk about why I can't sleep before X-Wing games. But it's not it's not for today, um, like before big tournaments. It's, it's not one for today. We'll talk about it another time because um, I'm still trying to figure it out myself before I start waffling about it. Um, yeah, I played Sean. He was playing Rack, um, a bomber, Marek and Vader. Um, at Salvage, we drew eight each. It was a really close game. I was lucky to get the draw. Um, then I lost to. Um, do you know what? I can't even remember who I played second. 
Um, I'll get it in a second, don't worry. Um, <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah, so I played against Dan Athey. Dan absolutely battered me. Um, absolutely. Um, and basically, at about probably an hour and a bit gone, when he was kind of 17-3 up or something stupid like that, he stuck his hand out and said, he said, he said, you're going for an invite for Worlds, aren't you? I said, I said, yeah, but I've, I've lost it now with this. And he stuck his hand out and said, I concede. And I was like, no. And he was like, no, seriously. You know, I've, I'm not playing for anything. And I was like, no, I, I don't want it. And he was like, well, you know, and I said, but there's other people here who are playing to try and win an invite. And if I got it, because you conceded to me now, and they didn't get it, having played the games properly, then I'd feel really bad. I said, if I felt aggrieved, if this was really close, and you know something incredibly unlikely had happened that had meant that it had swung, and you'd said, no, I'll, I'll concede, you can have it, I'd be like, all right, fine, yeah, because you know some minuscule percentage chance thing has, has shafted me, but no, you've absolutely battered me. Um, and I don't deserve it at the minute the way I'm playing, so I'm not going to take it. So um, massive credit to Dan for, you know, trying to be gentlemanly and, and do that for me. But um, I'm too proud <laughs> um, to, do, to, to take that. I don't want your charity. Um, so um, I then played against Lee and um, Lee and Smith. Um, he was flying as I like. I made so many bad decisions in this game. Um, it was 11-7 in the end, but basically he was flying... Um, Kane and Jarrus in a ghost with um, essentially taking the the rebel list with Han, Luke, um, but getting rid of Han and Luke and putting in Kane and, and Dutch instead. So we had like Sabine, Jake, Farrell, Wedge. So like you had kind of the same archetype, but just with different ships. And like I just looked at it and I thought, I can joust that. And then I bottled the joust. And it was kind of close for a bit. And then I switched to Kanan thinking, I'm behind, I need those points. And I started murdering Kanan. And at that point, somebody called time. And I was just like, what? That can't be time. I've got at least two more rounds to, to finish killing this ghost. It was the same mistake I made against Sean in round one, was I didn't start on the decimator to start off with. And then I switched to it. And then I realized towards the end of the game, I've not got enough time to finish this off. Um... And against Leon, I think I should have just flown my murder block into him and killed him and taken the one or two shots that Kanan would actually get off because I would have easily been able to sweep up the rest of the list with Poe. Um, had a great time getting BB-8 into a position, jamming all of the focuses and everything off Jake Farrell so that he couldn't have any mods at all. Um, but then with Kanan switching down my attacks to like only two reds still getting two hits no mods and honestly it was just one of those things we just sat there going so that's an unkillable a-wing right um because every time i was like two hits and liam would be like yep two of it and then i was like three hits and he was like yep three of it. i was like oh <laughs> two hits again yeah two of it. i was like oh can i do anything i did one shield to him the whole game and i didn't even do that he did that by self-bumping Jake after Sabina had done a, a pre-move reposition and put himself somewhere where Jake wanted to be. And I was just like, oh, it's just one of those days for that one. Um, but, I mean, it was it was bad target priority compounding it as well. Like, And this is the thing, I think, lack of sleep and you're kind of looking at it and just thinking, yeah, I'll do that and then not sticking with the plan, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I had a lovely day, as I keep saying. I just flew terribly.
and didn't pick a very good list. So, um, but I had Joker Happy Poe. So you always have fun when you're flying him around. And I think correctly, my opponents never opted to actually try and shoot him because it's just no point, really. Um, you're not going to get any points out of him ever. Um, right. So that's that one. Um, and that's the only one we're really going to rattle through um, at any great length. Um, there's three other store championships um, that I want to briefly talk about. Um, so um, no lists in this one in um, Oceania and Western Australia it was won by somebody called Handblade. Well done to them um, from, I think from the Jawas or the Perth Jawas. Um, so uh, I know some of them listen to the, uh, to the podcast. So um, put your, put your lists in roll better, please. Um, so we can not look at them. Um <laughs> then North American Eastern, there was one called Derby Comics and Games. Um, so there was uh, 18 players at this one, um, including um, friend, uh, an online friend of ours, um, Don uh, Whisper Echo. I think he was signed up, but he wasn't able to attend. Um, it looks like they had a bit of a bit of a dropout. I think there was a, some sickness bugs or something going around um, that happened. But um, um, it was won anyway by um, Dexter Ollis um, flying a six ship republic clone list um so um it's got uh shack t from siege of coruscant as the token jedi and then a bunch of uh three point three and four point siege of coruscant um kind of cheap ships so uh torrents and arcs and v-wings and all sorts of stuff mixed in there looks like a in- bit of an interesting list so um well done to dexter Allis for uh for winning that one um went three and one uh, and one on uh well he was the highest finish in three and one they didn't have a cut so uh oh sorry three wins one draw there we go and he drew against the person who came second or did he well there were lots of draws in that event so who knows um i'm not digging in to find out uh next one uh and last one actually um today so a very brief one T- uh, tucson arizona um or tucson tucson what do you how do you pronounce oh. it in there uh, Tucson. It is Tucson, isn't it? Tucson, yeah. Um, so, uh, North American Mountain Time, which is possibly the coolest time zone, because they don't want to say bit in the middle. <laughs> not, not Western Seaboard, not Pacific Time. Um, it was won by the Lion Aslan, which I think is cheating if you're a, um, a metaphor for Christ um, to just turn up to an event and win it but anyway yeah, but you know one event is going to absolutely get nailed so <laughs> yeah i know but then the next one he'll come back and suddenly he'll <laughs> so suddenly he'll have won and everybody will be like oh yeah he was he always won he's fine um he knows the old magic from before the dawn of time um so anyway the lion aslan won with a five ship rebel list which um looks like the heritani kind of thing so it's benthic tubes with a perceptive co-pilot plus Hera with swarm tactics so the theory here is that you've basically got Hera sitting on a couple of um, to- focus tokens or evade tokens you've got a Jyn Erso in the list as well um, sitting on Benthic so Benthic basically has um, focus evade to hand around um, to, to Hera um, and then Hera just sits on two focus tokens and you get a focus or an evade as you need it um, so you've got Fang and Bodic Avenge probably shooting at six with the swarm tactics from Hera. Um, you've got Wedge in a T-65 um, with his plasma torpedoes shooting at six as well. So um, 
and then just rounded out with Sabine with Beskar. So just all in all, a pretty mean list, to be honest with you. Lots and lots of uh, very, very good stuff. Um, no ships that die easily. And then with token support. So um, he got four wins in a four list, uh, in a four game event with that. So uh, more solid rebel stuff, not including a Falcon. Um, second place um, was um, another rebel list, a variant on same, um, as we've just talked about. Um, but trading wedge out for um, a second fang so getting uh, rebel fenrau in there as well um fundamentally the same list though um but just pick your poison plasma torps wedge versus predator crack shot fenrau um you know what what do you want um pretty good pretty close to the thing that i did all right with element as well um i think i went three and one element with something similar i didn't have uh, have the benthic though i had more more ships I think I'd look actually look Fen Bodica um, and probably a bunch of two A wings. Uh, so anyway, well done to the Lion Aslan. Um, it's interesting. Like you have to go quite far down that list to see a Falcon. Um, in fact, I don't think. Oh yeah, there was one Falcon. Uh, there was a Resistance Falcon that came eleventh. So um, yeah, I've started noticing that um, people aren't bringing hand to kind of store level events. Maybe it's just. You know, uh, well, I don't want to be the guy. I don't want to be that guy who brings Ghost Fen to a store champs. I don't want to be that guy who wants to try hard at a, at a small local event. You know, I'm going to bring something a bit more, bit more off the cuff, bit a little bit more janky. Or maybe we're just seeing local metas actually forming. I don't know. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, I think perhaps it's a bit like that. Like, and you know, it's been a long time since we've had a points update, so it might actually also be that the sort of the more competitive players that maybe, you know, take the stronger lists or, you know, are have been chasing store championships for invites, have already had their time with Han and perhaps a bit bored of it and want to fly other things and have their invites. So, you know, they're actually trying, you know, different things and, and also perhaps people have also started to answer the Han question. Um mm. and so it's it's sort of a it's still very good, but it's kind of had its time in the sun through both from players in, enjoying flying it and versus also people being able to beat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What do you reckon, Liam? Uh, I genuinely think it's boredom. I was so happy I didn't have to fly against Han. Uh, the weekend just gone. Mm-hmm. I just don't enjoy the games. I think they're very winnable, but... It's one of those ones where the burden of execution is very much on you. And if I don't nail hand down at the beginning, I have to commit everything to go after it and then I get punished by the rest of the list. Mm-hmm. And I think with if people have already got an invite, they can run something a little more fun and enjoyable. Uh, I'm very much of the impression that I, I say impression, I do not find lists like that fun to use because everything's quite self-contained there's no outside interaction really yeah you're you're almost playing a a one-player version when your opponent is like i mean i i think that the hand list is fun because it's fun because it does what it does very well but it's very it's very optimized and it's very kind of there is a there is a one true way with this list there's a there's a thing that you do that means that this this list wins games um 
which, you know, that level of consistency is what you need if you're going to go and try and win a big tournament with something. Um, you know, and that's why the really good lists that win lots and lots of tournaments win lots and lots of tournaments because they're hyper consistent, but they're not the most interesting in inverted commas. You know, they they don't have that that cool set of weird janky interactions. You know, you don't have all the weird token passing and triggers and stuff that, you know, make lists engaging. It's just kind of, I need to do this set of five things over and over again, and then I win, right? Um, but, I mean, I, I, I had real regret after yesterday for not taking, not Han, because I'd have, I'd have done terribly, but not taking Rebels, but with that seven points of Han spent on two other ships. Um, because I just think that Rebels at the minute are in such a strong place, even if you take Han away, as evidenced by that store championship flying that Heritani nonsense. Um, you know, Rebels are in such a strong place with their kind of key pieces. Like we've always talked about, you know, you take the 12 points of Rebels, you take Han Luke, and then you've got eight points to fill in. But you're almost taking 15 points of Rebels because you want to put somebody like Key or Wedge in, like that three-pointer. Um, so you've got, what do I spend my last five points on? And it could be anything. Um, but if you take Han out, you can just fit more of those really good other pieces in. They're really good. They're not as good as Han, but, you know, you're getting two ships. They've probably got three dice guns. So you're still getting, you know, two shots. Not at I6, not double modded, but you're still getting the same number of red dice into your list. Um, you've just got more bodies. Um, but, I mean, yeah, as you said, it's uh, it was there was only one... Uh, one hand in the room for us yesterday. Um, looking through the other events that have happened this week, it's, he's dropping off. So, yeah, whether it's boredom or people don't want to take him or it's solved, who knows? Who knows? Answers on a postcard. Um, should we talk a little bit about XTC? Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> That sounds like you've got some bragging you want to do, Liam. This is, now remember, this isn't the spicy podcast. You can keep the worst excesses of that for um, twitch.tv slash ollie186 or whatever it is that it goes on. <laughs> um, but um, So week two. Um, so Ireland lost last week against Colombia. This week we had Scotland. Um, we... Got a very good win this week. And I say we because I'm not actually playing because I have no confidence in my own ability at the moment. So I picked five people who um, have got confidence in their ability at the minute and are doing well. And, and the lads have done absolutely fantastically. Uh, so we managed to get a 5-0 win against Scotland this week, which literally nobody was expecting because the Scottish lads are really strong. Um, a few of the games were streamed. Um, so I got to sit and watch like a like an anxious parent as um you know a couple of the games went off and then a couple of the other ones woke up in the morning too oh yeah I won it's like oh oh we've we've won all our all our games this round so that makes up for Colombia um very much a bit of a surprise package Colombia um though like they've genuinely um surprised me and I don't know why because I remembered from previous um previous XTCs that Colombia were kind of a surprise package and they we shouldn't be surprised anymore if that makes sense um but they beat Greece this weekend as well so now Colombia are 2 2-0 up in our in our group um so they've got two wins we've got one win um and i think correct me if i'm wrong 
uh, yeah, Greece beat Wales, so Hellas beat Wales, um, and then lost to Colombia. So Hellas have got one win. Um, Scotland and Wales are both winless at the moment because they've both had their week off already. Um, we've got one win and Colombia have got two. So next week we've got. Uh, well, we're off this week. We don't have a. We don't have anybody this week, but. Uh, next week we've got Hellas, so I need to speak to Demetrius and have a, a lovely time chatting to one of my favourite X-wing people, um, who has moved to Greece now. So we're still going to see a bit of him, but not as much as I would like. Um, He's moved to Greece. Yeah, yeah he got an, an amazing job. Um, basically, he got like his his big like ideal dream life job back in his kind of home country. So um, everybody's really sad, but literally nobody was mad. Um, but we are going to miss him very much at a lot of the events that he's not going to get to because uh, a flight is a little bit too much where a train journey was okay. Um, so um, well, hopefully we're going to see him at the um, at the City Group in February if, if we can get him through the wait list and get him a ticket because um, he had COVID when we released the ticket, so we just didn't get around to doing it, and then they sold out and sad face. Um, so I've got my fingers crossed he gets through the wait list. Um, so um, anyway, I'm looking forward to chatting to to him, um, and I'm like, Colombia are absolutely smashing it, and I'm like, I'm really excited to play them again um, if we manage to get through to the finals because I think we can get them. I think we can beat them. Um, I think uh, I think Juan beat me in pairings. He got too many good matchups for his guys, and I didn't get any for mine. Where in Scotland, uh, I got good pairings. I think I managed to to get a lot of what we call green matchups where our, my, my team would have expected to, to win. And then we managed to flip a couple of coin flips our way as well. So um, what do you want to brag about then, Liam? I wouldn't want to brag about anything. That's not who I am. But? Oh, but we beat Canada. Who's we? Who's we? Who, who are you playing for? The Pirates. The Pirates. Il Paratas. Um, yes. Okay. So this is Canada, the reigning XTC champions, who went through the finals last year undefeated. Correct. And they've lost to a ragtag bunch of... Kings. Scum, scum and villainy. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, looking across the pirate list, uh, the, the pirate team, it's a, it's, a, it's a fairly strong lineup of people. There, there's no... You're not carrying any chaff in that team at all, are you? They they are all um, players who individually would make any other team, um, possibly apart from the USA. We're all very strong boys. Not just boys? No, no, we're not. We're the strongest. Because no. you've the got... Strongest peoples. One of, one of two girls playing in the tournament, which is amazing. Yes, we have. Yeah. yeah. So you've got um, Cat Patrick as well as. Um, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember who it is that's playing for Wales. Name is gone. Rebecca? Uh, Pink Princess, Rebecca, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, well done. You beat Canada. Who did you play against? Andrew Ola. No, oh, he's a lovely man. Oh, I seem to be like his bogey player because <laughs> I think I think he's ever only ever beaten me once in like mm. some form of tournament setting. 
and it was a rough matchup for him. I think. I think he told me that he would take the bus and play me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a few variant spikes, but we did look over the dice stats afterwards, and we both had negative dice. It just seems like overall they were poor, but they just hit right in the right places, which kind of brought it uh, yeah. back towards a, a kind of a, a kinder variance curve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Daredevil Von Reg is absolutely nuts because yeah. there's one thing, the A-Wing that boosts all the time because it wants the stress token to roll an extra red doesn't like. Yeah. Is that Von Reg will always be behind it? Yeah. Which was yeah. fun for me. <laughs> All right, cool. So, um, so that group's looking a bit interesting now because um, you've got pirates. France. Let's say pirates versus France is the big game, and then it's Canada versus France is round five, I think. Yeah. So Canada and Czech Republic are in one win, one loss. South Africa and Norway are on two losses. And pirates in France are on two wins, so there's still a lot to play for because this is there's um, two six round groups and three five round groups, or maybe the other way around. Um, but this is one of the six, so this is one where you don't get a week off and you've got to play um, five over five weeks. Um, so there's still a lot that could change in this group. You know, Canada very very strong. Um, Czech Republic clearly still have some very good players. Um, South Africa have some very good players. Norway have also got some very good players. So, um, yeah, I look at that and I kind of think, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of movement still to happen in that table. Um, so, yeah, right. Should we talk about England, Tim? Yeah. How's England getting on? One win, one loss. So we beat Brazil round one, um, mm-hmm. and then round two we lost to Australia. So, okay. uh, an advantage maybe of not playing week one for Australia. Um, chatting to Aaron, they had practiced our list and scenario uh, an awful lot, and obviously we didn't have the practice. Um, so that definitely uh, boded well, but also um, a couple of very close games. Like my my match up against Aaron was not a good match for me, but I think it was still eighteen twenty one or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, which. Was it salvage against FO Aces? Was yeah. cr- crazy to get to that score. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, it was a really, really good game. Um, some very close games. I mean, everything's open in in your group because you've got the Kalmar Union, which is, I think, Sweden and Denmark combined. Yeah. Um, they've got one win, one loss. Well, you've got England so, with one win, one loss. So the round two. Yeah, round two hasn't properly updated at the moment, so I think it might be down as a win. Uh, yeah, so there's still a game to play in that matchup. At worst, oh, they... at, at worst they'll draw that game, that round. So they're, they're two one up and one draw. So there's still one game to play, so they could end up drawing that round. Um, right, okay. But, but most likely they, will, they should win, because a draw in that last game gets them the round win. Yeah, um, but yeah, okay. it's, it's, it's still that one to finish off. But they lost, they lost round one to hun- Hungary, so they're, yep. pro- they're so they probably are on one win, one loss. Um, and then we play Kalmar next. Um, I did the okay. pairings for Ollie because Ollie's away in Portugal. 
and um, yep, looking pretty okay. But we shall see how the games play out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's like looks like a bit of an open. Um, so Brazil have, have lost two, but um, Hungary have won one. Well, and, they and haven't. Then they haven't I... Well, they haven't lost two yet, Brazil. So oh, I, sorry, yeah, they, it, they've, it, they've definitely lost one. They've nearly lost one, but it could be. So if Brazil and Kalmar Union, if if Brazil beat Kalmar, then draw, there's a draw, a draw everybody's the worst, on one one. Yeah, a draw is probably the worst result for both teams. Uh, yeah, a loss so, a loss for Brazil will probably mean Brazil's out of the runnings. Um, yeah. but a draw probably means both teams could be out of the running. Yeah. Um but if Brazil win, then everybody's on one one. Apart from Hungary who are one no because they've only played one week. Yeah. So all to play for. Uh, in- Brazil Brazil can't win. That's what I mean. Brazil Brazil oh, okay. yeah, Brazil can't win the round. At worst, Kalmar. Cal- if Kalmar lose the fifth game then they draw the round because they're two wins, right. one draw up. Um, I'm with you now. Yeah, but, I'm with you. Yeah, so Brazil, if Brazil lose, that would be them on two round losses. Um, yeah. But then it's, um, uh, yeah, if, if Kalmar if Kalmar lose the game, then Brazil will be on a draw. Kalmar, so, so Brazil will be on a loss and a draw. Kalmar will be on a loss and a draw. And the other three teams will be on a win. Yeah. So yeah, it's, okay. it's, yeah, it's close, but um, a draw is probably not good for either of them. Still excitement, excitement in Group C, more excitement than anywhere else, with people beating each other. It's always fun when people beat each other. We'll just briefly touch on Group A: Germany, New Zealand, Switzerland, Netherlands, and Philippines. So Germany are currently romping. Um, they've won their first two rounds four-one. Um, so they're they're doing well. So so well done to the guys, and all, a lot of them listen to the podcast. So great that you're doing so well. And um, New Zealand are are one and one. Uh, Switzerland and uh, are also one and one. The Netherlands are zero and one, having had a bye week, and they lost their first week um, to Switzerland, and they've had a bye week. And the Philippines um, have also had a bye week and are zero and one. So um, yeah, S- uh, still a lot to play for in that one with. Um, Netherlands, Switzerland, and New Zealand chasing Germany for the second spot. Um, and then the last group is Group D, which is the United States of America, Spain, Mexico, the US Islands, Poland, and Serbia. Headline in this one is that Poland lost their second week. So they snagged a win, a 3-2 win in week one, but they lost. They beat, beat uh, Spain, yeah, beat Spain week one and lost to uh, Mexico 4-1. Yeah, so Mexico turned them over in week two. Um, the United States are are one uh, are two and zero. Oh. Um, the United States Islands, um, so um, team of uh, made up of people from we chatted about it before, but like Hawaii, um, US Virgin Islands, um, places like that um, are uh, they're one and one at the moment, and their loss was to. Um, the United States of America. So um, again, they're a, a fairly strong team. Um, so this is a very, very strong, uh, strong group. Um, so Spain are always strong. Mexico, um, strong. Uh, US islands and US strong. Poland, strong. And then Serbia have got a couple of incredibly good players. Um, in fact, I remember talking about them last year, maybe even the year before, like Serbia might actually have the strongest top or one of the strongest top ends of their team. Like, they've got a couple of 
incredibly strong players, but they've got a very long tail. They've got, you know, they 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 peter off really really quickly, so they'll struggle to, to get round wins. They'll always win a couple of games, or they'll always win at least one game around, but they'll struggle to get other wins, um, which and, is and that's where unfortunate. Pa- well, that's where pairings come in really important because, like, yeah. if your best players get bad matchups and lose because it's just a bad matchup, then your weaker players may not have the experience or the, you know, the, I guess, the skill to win those closer good matchups um, against yeah. other, other other good players. Um, so, yeah, like, I um, mean, Spain beat them 4-1, so that probably suggests that some of the pairings didn't quite go to plan. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. But also Spain... Very good. Yeah, no, absolutely. Full of good players. No, absolutely. But that's the thing is, like, all it takes is your one or two really good players to get bad matchups, and it's a lot of work for, like you said, the, the tail of the team to sort of bring in, you know, the the, the round win. But that's it. Yeah. Like Mexico getting four one as well. You know, a four one is a good, a really good result. Like most yeah. rounds should be three two. Um, yeah. You know, it can be super close. Um, so yeah, it's it's really interesting to see. Yeah. Um, so Group D, Group of Death. Um, there's a lot of horrible, horrible, horrible teams flying horrible lists against each other in it, and they all deserve what happens to themselves. Um, only two of them will go through, so there are going to be probably three very disappointed groups um, at not making the finals coming out of this one. Um, this obviously is is a bit of a bit of a roughy because Poland didn't make it to the finals last year, so they weren't in the seeded groups. Um, so the two seeded teams in this one were, I'm going to get it wrong, it was definitely the USA, and then it was Spain, I think, um, are the two seeded teams. So they are currently leading, um, but it's it's really close, and it could swing either way, because again, um, six teams, so they're all going to play um, five games each, so there's still a lot to play for, and a lot of people to beat each other, so... Um, cool. Um, so that's the XTC. Um, it's going to continue. Um, there's loads of streams going off, like loads. Um, every time I log into Discord, the XTC server's got a little notification thing on it saying, um, you know, somebody's streaming at some god awful time in the morning because they're from a foreign country where they don't have civilized hours um, or whatever. But um, yeah. Uh, I recommend that you all go and have a look. Um, but it is, um, I saw somebody having a mention, I'm not going to say complaining because it wasn't really a complaint, it was more of a, they're all just kind of flying the same top level stuff. And I think it comes back to our um, our conversation possibly of last week, which is that with no new points and no new ships, apart from Dash, which nobody's leaned into, um, it's a fairly, like if you're representing your country in a global X-Wing tournament, you're not going to take a risk on something a bit weird. You're going to fly something that's a known quantity. Um, and then, you know, it comes down to pairings and execution. So, you know, it, yeah, um, the lists aren't weird and janky and crazy stuff that, you know, you find interesting. But, you know, I think the rationale behind that is you're not going to, yeah, you, you don't want to take the weird thing and then lose all your matches. And that means that your country doesn't make the finals or, you know, you get embarrassed or whatever. Well, don't know. Anyway, we've not been through all of the um, XTC lists, but they are fairly. There's a few few oddities, but they're mostly fairly vanilla. I'll, I'll put the list document in the show notes so people can have a look. But yeah, there's no point in us going through them all. I mean, 
Uh, <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and, well, this is it. And like, so certainly in our group, every there's five teams in our group. Every team has taken the same five factions. So there's no scum and no Septists in our group. Um, yeah. There are some teams that have taken scum or Septists. I don't know if any team's taken both. There probably is one, but yeah. Yeah, some people have traded in for the um, for one of the less fancied factions. But, you know, you've looked at, you know, everybody's taken a Republic list. It's probably got Siege of Carson Anakin in it. Most people have taken a Rebel list. It's probably got Han in it. Um, most people have taken a first order list. It's probably got Whisper Kylo plus some other stuff in it, you know, and so on and so on. Um, so there is variance, but a lot of it's very kind of standardized. Um, but, you know, we're in a meta that's been in existence since when was the last points? Just after Adepticon? Just after Worlds? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So like six months ago? Um, minimum. So yeah. Um okay. Uh I think we've run on for about as long as we were expecting to. We've managed to pad it out to an hour. Um the only last thing that I want to mention is that AMG published today um, uh, another call for playtesters. Um, so it it is an application process that if you want to be considered as a playtester, you fill in an application form and you, um, uh, yeah, there's a there's a what a what a successful playtest application looks like, and they kind of want to know what you kind of do and how you play and who you play with and what games you play and what experience you've got of doing this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, if you're interested in becoming a play tester and getting one of those squeaky tight NDAs that nobody can ever break um, so that you can't tell anybody what you know about X-Wing, then um, it's on all of the normal Discord channels, Facebook channels and everything like that. I think every single Discord channel that has anything to do with X-Wing gets the announcements that come from the AMG server anyway. So, um, if you load up Discord and look somewhere, you'll find a link to it. Um, and together, we can push for well-thought-out points. <laughs> oh, I'd just like, I'd like just to hear a rumour that there's something in points, but I think we're playing this... Like, we talked about it last week, and I'm, I'm not going to circle around it again, but I'm starting to get myself accustomed to the fact that these are the points that we're going to be playing with in Chicago next year. So it's time for me to pick a list and start repping it um, until March. So see how that goes or whether the usual thing happens that I get bored within five minutes and switch to something else, which is very likely. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so uh, just to wrap up, I want to just do a quick shout out to um, my, my three opponents plus the bye. Um, so Ollie Liam... Williams wasn't there. <laughs> hey. There's a lovely picture Tim took of me standing by myself at, at an empty table <laughs> and being like, "Richard, here, here's Rich got his win." Um, so, um, so it was um, it was Sean, Leon, and oh god, my brain's gone empty again. Dan, Dan, he was lovely. Um, and was dressed up as in a skeleton outfit because it was a Halloween one. Um, and to the um, to the to the cafe at Sanctuary for the, the really nice coffee and the lovely donut, which was uh, amazing. And I will definitely go back and do that again. Um, yeah, and also to Team Ireland and the XTC because they're smashing it, so they deserve um, 
a little bit of a represent what were um super sub connor holmes coming in um for to fly his fun police fo list um i think because he wants to and he's regretting not um <laughs> he's regretting putting himself up as a sub um but yeah he's uh, he's jumped in and, and won a game so he's happy and so am i as captain um have you any shout outs tim yeah, just, I mean, I've shut up my opponents already, but a big thanks to, obviously, Dave and Rich for running things at Sanctuary and all the stuff. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, coffees, donuts were you know, obviously very nice. Um, and I think just generally, like, it was just nice just chatting to people at the event. So um, really good to see. And, and you know, I, I'm, I think although organised play is winding down a little bit, um, hopefully we'll start to see a few more, like, independent events. So... I've got my event in, in February and January. We've got this Sif Taker Open coming up. I know Connor's got his um, store champs. We've got the Cornish Nationals coming up. Um, so hopefully we'll start to see a few more. I think Dale's running UK team champs in April. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, just sort of, if you want to organise an event, uh, you message the Facebook page. Uh, we can, by all means, uh, give you a shout out and obviously just try and promote some UK or even further afield uh, organised play yeah yeah Liam have you any shout outs you want to do I'm going to shout out Board in Brum okay even, even though I haven't been there in the last week <laughs> um, I'm going to shout out Sanctuary lovely venue uh, obviously really nice uh, the donuts there are insane uh, I'm going to shout out all of my opponents. I'm going to shout out Darren. I'm going to shout out Dex. Uh, I'm going to shout out Andrew Ola as well because that was a rough game for him and I've never had a bad game with him. Like He's always the most gracious opponent. And that's what you should be, even if you're losing people. Try having some grace. Let's not be bitter. It's just plastic spaceships. Yeah, so... um. Yeah, next week I'm gonna have a. Um, I'm gonna try and talk a little bit about, um, like competitive kind of mindset. Um, so uh, if you've got any questions or any thoughts on, um, having a competitive mindset, kind of try and think them up. Um, between you two, um, hoping to get Ben back next week. By the way, he has finished moving house. <laughs> he's this little fellow that used to play X Income on the podcast. Um, so he used he he's basically moved house and he's successfully unpacked his laptop, but he does not yet have uh, internet connection to his house because he lives in New Mills in Derbyshire, where they still power everything by water wheels or something. I don't know. Um, and uh, yeah, he's he's hoping to get back next week um he's had enough time off so it's time to hear a man who only laughs at his own jokes back on the podcast again um, and here i am laughing at my own jokes as well so hoisted by my own petard um yeah i think is that us done either either of you got anything else you want to talk about uh i've got a quick something go on then uh i am trying to find a date for the end of november but I got a bit reminiscent of extended X-wing, and I think I'm going to run an extended tournament at Boarding Brum. Okay. So we will have a date for everyone on next week's podcast. Good. I am excited to hear. Please come down. I want to fly to Rani. <laughs> 
I'll come down and fly resistance bombers if I can get the weekend off. But if it's the end of November, I'm not going to be able to do that and Tim's event. So I'll yeah, have to are. see. Nah. Nah. Yeah. So, you okay. You XTC so, finals anyway, it's fine. Well, yeah, that's the other thing, is um, XTC finals might be in, in that time period, so I need to I need to carefully juggle life points um, at this point in time. Well, I won't be at my own event either way, because if I'm, even if I'm not playing at the finals, I'll probably end up streaming. Um, so we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with your event in December. Well, Ben, so Ben, Ben has already offered to run it and or basically sort of free ticket to play as the sort of spare player or whatever. So um, I know okay. um, uh, Christian, I think, was talking about coming over. Um, yeah, Christian Jesperson. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Is it is he done as Christian Krieger on? Yeah, that's wow. him. Yeah, that's why I was getting. The, I was thinking, was it Jesperson or Krieger? And it's the same person, isn't it? So, Krieger's but, his internet handle, which is easier to pronounce than his full name. I know, but that's that's what was confusing me. But yes, uh, so Christian's messaged me. He's thinking of possibly might be popping over for my December event as well. So um, yeah, it could be. Um, we got we're starting to get sell a few more tickets now. So looking good. Yeah, looking good. Good, good, good. Um, cool. Um, okay. Well, in that case, we'll leave it at that one. Um, so thank you very much for listening. Um, as I said, we've, we're, we're trying to like pull some more kind of positivity into the content after last week, um, was just basically a bit of a rough week. Um, but we had a bit of an event to talk about, so we're going to try and, um, keep it on the up and up because, you know, we all love playing this game. We really enjoy playing this game. Like, and while, I personally might be feeling negative at the moment about my own ability to play X-Wing. Um, there's no point in making you lot or listen to that when you when you take an hour out of your day to listen to us babbling on. So we're going to keep with the positive, accentuate the positive and eliminate the negative, as a famous person once said in a musical theatre show or something. I can't remember where it comes from. Um, so on that note, um, it's goodbye from Liam. Toodles. Goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. And goodbye for me. Bye-bye. You got to accentuate the positive limb. Mine ain't the negative and latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. You got to spread joy up to the maximum. Bring gloom down to the minimum. Have faith. Oh, there's your outro song as well, Tim. That song, the song that I just quoted right at the know. end. Yep, that's that song I don't know. You can use that, Tim. Right, that's a, so I can now take an evening out of my week to go and research a song. That... No, hang on, I'll find it. <laughs>